Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Ruby from Wild and Form Digital for a special episode all about parenting and social media. Hi Ruby, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Oh you're welcome Emma, I'm excited about our conversation. Yes me too. (laughs) Um, So do you want to start by introducing yourself and just telling everyone a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so I'm Ruby. I'm the founder of Wild and Form Digital. So it's a social media consultancy and training company. And I've been doing this for the last six, but almost six years now. And prior to that, I worked in um, the sales and marketing industry for about 18 years, worked for Microsoft, wow. Facebook partners, some global outdoor companies. Um, yeah, and then six or so years ago, I thought I've had enough. And um, I no longer felt that innate sort of like fire in my belly every morning I was one of those strange people that loved getting up of a morning and going to work (laughs) um and I always told myself that once that flame had gone out I would I had to take stock and that eventually happened and yeah here we are now so my purpose really is to empower everyone so that's business owners um educators and specifically young people as well Uh, to use social media in ways that um, nurture their creativity and also protect their mental health. That's massively important for me. It's about prioritizing your mental wellness over likes. Yeah. And that in a nutshell, I could keep going, but that in a nutshell (laughs) is what I'm about. Brill, thank you. Um, So social media it's like a whole new part of parenting isn't it like I don't think anyone's kind of ever really done this before Um, and there's so many levels to it Um, so why I wanted to do this episode I've been so excited to do this is um, it's mainly I with working on social media myself I see all sorts of things and obviously um, my eldest is 12 so we're pre-teen stage she's got a phone um so we're kind of embarking on on this step now and I'm really really conscious about ensuring that you know she's safe on online and with her phone use but also like like you say mental health is like a huge Mm -hmm. one um so I just kind of wanted to do this episode to help support parents when it comes to parenting and social media yeah um my main I guess you could say my main concern and something that I think about all the time is are we protecting our children on and from social media enough um that's a that's a that's a big question uh that's a great question as well it's one that I get asked uh, and think about myself often you know I've got a 13 year old daughter yeah. um 
several uh, nieces and nephews of a similar age as well Um, and much like you and much like you probably your uh, your listeners will be constantly thinking about what are they on where are they who are they talking to what are they seeing uh, inadvertently or otherwise yeah and I think that I suppose the, the the answer to your question is: Are we doing enough? I mean, as as parents, how busy are our lives already? So yeah. one of the first things I try to say is to parents is not layering on additional pressure and thinking you're going to have to monitor and uh, track every single thing that they do. It's it's yeah. unsustainable. That's that you can't do that. What you yeah. can do though is to is to initiate conversation with them as soon as you can so even when they're in what year three year four that's I think that's a very good time to do that particularly so I go into a lot of primary schools running social media safety sessions and every year that I go in senior leaders tell me each year they are seeing um, younger and younger students having mobile phones uh, smartphones so previously in previous years I've gone in and taught primarily and had conversations with year five and six yeah and it's gradually got younger and younger so the conversations at home should therefore reflect that as well and it's about having those daily or regular conversations with them about social media not in a threatening it's a terrible space but it's that just a natural conversation about perhaps what you've seen on social what new mm-hmm. uh, features have come out, What? who are they following, why are they following them, um, yeah. what sort of joy do they get from that, or have there been any um, incidents or images or, or videos that, that worried them. Yeah. Um, you, do, you don't ask all of these questions all at once, it's not an interrogation, yeah. <laughs> but it's that small drip feed, open, honest, non-judgmental, conversation that you're having with your children or your child yeah done over dinner when you're doing bath time when you're in the car to and from school any moment that you get just to have that uh that quality conversation period with them yeah over time having that conversation demonstrating that you're actually listening that you're not instantly going to judgment mode (laughs) or shock mode or horror (laughs) or how dare you oh I can't believe that mode it's uh um it it allows them to understand that not um if but when they encounter something that they find upsetting or Mm -hmm. um concerning they know they can come to you and have that chat yeah and like most parents you know when we're having conversations with our children they they sort of reveal those concerns to us at the most um yeah kind of those moments during the day yeah it's usually better for me it was bedtime when you're just yeah. tucking your child in and then suddenly they want to open up <laughs> the yeah. conversation you're like now <laughs> but it's it's those moments where you think right okay I've got to this is it I've I've, I've got mm-hmm. to listen this is this time this moment that I thought would happen has has arrived so yeah I've got to be in receiving mode non-judgmental and let them offload onto you yeah um but they can only get to that stage 
if you've demonstrated to them that that conversation yeah. pathway is yeah. open. Yeah. And a lot of students that I, I chat with, um, one of the questions I ask them is, who do you talk to when you come across something on social that you find a little bit upsetting or concerning mm-hmm. or you just want to have a chat about? And the large majority of students never say their parents right wow. at the start of the session which I find really I shouldn't find shocking but I find it really I, I find it quite um, yeah. upsetting yeah in a way that they feel as though that there isn't that communication pathway there for whatever reason yeah. that might be so I, that's why I always encourage of not just parents but also young people I say to them oh have have you have you tried to have a conversation with your parents yeah have a go maybe have a go in the on the way home from school let them know what we've been chatting about um Mm -hmm. and that you want to be able to talk about these things with them yeah and I think it's it's hard as a parent isn't it because I think we don't because it's such a new thing we we don't know what to do sometimes like with these conversations and I think sometimes instinct can be to just shut it down oh tell me about it I've been there (laughs) (laughs) So I think we kind of need to be a little bit prepared ourselves as well, don't we? I think prepared and brave and acknowledging that we won't always know the answers. And that's okay because at that point, they're not necessarily looking for answers from us. They're looking um, for a safe space and they're looking for somebody to protect them at that point. Mm -hmm. It's after that you can go away and you can do your research. There are loads yeah. of great websites out there. There are, you know, I encourage your your audience if they want to, you know, DM me with questions. I'm more yeah, than yeah. happy. But there will be um, there will be points where you can go away and do your research and then come back and continue that conversation because it's never yeah. a one off, is it? it no, that, never. That moment, <laughs> always, never. That moment always continues just like any topic that you're talking about with your child you don't just it's not mm-hmm. a, just a Q&A simple bam done move on to the yeah. next problem it's this is life yeah so and, and that also encourages that continuation of conversation it's that checking in with them um this is what we said well how did that work out did you have that conversation with your friend or did you mention that mm-hmm. um in class to your teacher or how do you feel about it now you know a week later or so okay gives you that continual checking point and again it's reassurance for them that you are there that mm-hmm. they may have made a mistake inadvertently or otherwise but you're still there you're there protecting them you're there guiding them and you're right yeah. as parents gosh we've got a lot on <laughs> and so we, have, yeah. we, need to, we need to give ourselves a break as well we're not yeah. social media experts even the experts out there even those who are um within the safety world those who are within the child creations Mm -hmm. you know they they can't keep up (laughs) with the with the changes and there are so many channels out there so that's not your job isn't to know every single safety measure on every single platform and every single feature your job is to be that wonderful parent that you are and mm-hmm. be there and do the research, you yeah. know, you know, regularly. Yeah. So where, what, in, like, in your opinion, where, where do you start? So like, 
you know, your child's just got a phone or whatever, sort of, because I guess it doesn't always start with phones, does it? Like my, I've got girls and they're not gamers at all, but I know mm. that obviously for some children, gaming will be the first um, step, I guess. And I don't really know much about it, but I know you've got like online chat and stuff like that on there yeah. now. Um, so yeah, where, where do you start as a pet? How do you, so I guess, where do you start But in terms of how do you, introduce those like sort of safety boundaries or um good use of social media yeah Yeah. i'd I'd start with a a family discussion whatever your family unit looks Mm -hmm. like um whenever you decide to introduce a digital device into the family is to sit down as a unit and decide those boundaries those barriers Mm -hmm. Um, so what you, based on your family values, what you will and won't accept, chat timings, uh, space yes. in which they can, you know, which rooms can they use the tech in for how long, yeah. which channels, um, and also asking your children, you know, what is it that they hope to be able to get out of being on that channel yeah. or that gaming platform? You know, what is it they're looking for? Um and being able to set almost like a, a family, um, uh, kind of like a, I suppose, what do you call it? Like an agenda or a family mm-hmm. um, kind of like set of rules, really. Yeah. But it, those rules, those digital rules are ones that you create together. So it's not yeah. you as the parent saying, you will yeah, do yeah. this, you will do that. Because <laughs> you're going to get yeah. pushback, aren't you, at, at any point. Yeah. So it is that conversational piece which can be done mm-hmm. with with children as young as three and four, uh, sorry, uh, in uh, years three and four. Yeah, They've got yeah. opinions there very well. well yeah. <laughs> opinions right there. <laughs> so open that discussion. And there will be that, as ever, that negotiation period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would actively encourage whichever channels you do or platforms you do introduce to do them very slowly yeah. one at a time and for you to be active in that space and not active as in have an account necessarily or, or have an account and be on it all the time it's understanding the become familiar with it what does the actual platform look like what are some of the features yeah. in there what are the safety features there mm-hmm. for parents a lot of um social media channels uh, and in fact digital platforms have got multiple safety features now whether or not i read a a report recently um instagram has over 30 i think it is but they can be very difficult to find so just within the meta platform as well but they can be challenging for parents to find them and uh but once you found them you they're easy to to activate yeah um now that that's a separate piece in itself i think the social media mm-hmm. platforms have a lot to do when it comes to um, yeah. doing better when it comes yeah. to uh, making those empowerment tools easier to access but going back to the, the introduction of channels and features yeah do it with them set it up together look mm-hmm. at the, the the features and the settings what can you do in order to make things perhaps a private chat or their profile is non-public, yeah. um, ensuring that they're not giving away, you know, personal information yeah. inadvertently, you know, their address, their school. Yeah. Um, and then talking to them about the sorts of communication and information that they 
um, might share with somebody and also mm-hmm. recognizing when perhaps a conversation is not quite as it seems yeah but to keep you posted and also uh, some of the time you can get um you can have apps on your phone that allow you to track what, right, um, okay. like what you can what, what they're up to um yeah. accessibility do that and but tell them that you've that you've done that because you yeah. are there parenting them that you're mm-hmm. there to help protect them um and that's your job as a parent yeah. is, to, is to do that um and again it's, it's part of that conversation piece as well yeah but do it slowly do it slowly and do it together yeah so like when um when my eldest daughter when she got her her phone and mm-hmm. um, we did I well I did do something like that actually and um what we did was I kind of explained to her um obviously that I work on social media and I see all sorts of things and what all I'm doing is trying to keep her safe um and we kind of discussed what apps I was happy with her to have um and but then I also said within that conversation if the if there's a point where there's an app that you really want or your friends are communicating on it or you know anything like that um just come to me tell me and we'll have a discussion about that you can put your points forward I'll explain mine and then hopefully Mm. we'll be able to compromise um because I just a brilliant way yeah I, I see so much um and it's essentially like you just want to keep your children safe don't you um and not exposed to to stuff that isn't appropriate absolutely and I think that conversation piece that you had is similar to the one that I had with my daughter yeah when she first got her smartphone in the summer of year six um which I think is a popular time to for for yeah (laughs) but it is that conversational piece and like you said we had a discussion about the apps that we were happy for her to to use Mm -hmm. at that time how she would use those um and also if she had if still and she's in just about to finish year eight but if she wants to have an app even now a new mm-hmm. one I get a notification of it um yeah. and and we have that discussion it still yeah. continues you know she doesn't have a lot of um she doesn't have snapchat she doesn't have tiktok she doesn't have instagram and yeah. I will do what I can <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to keep her off those for yeah. as long as I can um mm-hmm. but what she is doing with some of the other channels is that she's like pinterest uh whatsapp she's understanding yeah. slowly what um what that, that that space looks like for her and also she yeah. gets that opportunity to cu- uh, curate conversations um and content um at a pace that i feel suits my child and it's always based on what you think is suitable for your child yeah. there is no one size fits all mm-hmm. you know your child best um but but it allows us to then continue to have those conversations about you know who are you following what what has interested you yeah. what videos have you been watching and we still have that dialogue I'm still conversing with her about it um and we have we have an open what uh, we have an open I suppose smartphone policy in terms of yeah she she knows my passcode I know hers we uh leave them out in a you know mm-hmm. in a in a in the family space we don't try and hide yeah. things um yeah. she's more than welcome to come we'll, we'll look at Instagram on my 
device yes. together yeah. if she wants to. We might, for instance, we're watching, um, we've just finished watching something on Netflix, XO Kitty, yeah. Um, yeah. which is massively popular with her age group. And so obviously she wants to follow, you know, wants to see what yeah. some of the yeah. actors and act, uh, are up to. So we'll hop onto my Instagram. We'll take a look mm-hmm. together. Yeah, um, that then inspires her in terms of like fashion or whatever it might be, cultural stuff that she can then go and explore on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's about that dual, um, I suppose, conversation, open dialogue that we're having. So yeah, yeah I'd say follow suit. Yeah, that's it. And while I just want to touch on like, so you've mentioned like Snapchat, there, TikTok um Instagram like we have similar boundaries I think like at the minute she's got like WhatsApp Pinterest Mm. um and I just kind of want to so one I asked um some of the parents that follow me their um main concerns of their children and social media and the main one um was bullying um Mm. and just this is only obviously my personal opinion um but I find Snapchat um it's obviously a really popular app um Mm. but I just feel really uncomfortable with that with um with my daughter having it because I just find it so they're so accessible and it's so easy for um things to happen on there that you know you again like bullying grooming mm. there's a I've, I know of quite a few um situations that um children we know have been in mm. um so yeah I guess I'm just kind of like um in terms of apps what are your thoughts on you know again like that um bullying and all that kind of what I've just discussed I mean <laughs> It's so pervasive, isn't it? Bullying on 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 digital yeah. devices because it's it's always on, it's always there. They can't escape it as such. Mm. Um, but it it doesn't necessarily have to happen on those apps you've just mentioned. It can easily yeah. happen on something like WhatsApp. And yeah, again, yeah. my daughter uh, was on the receiving end, unfortunately, of of, of a similar mm. thing from right. from somebody at her school. Um, and again, I suppose the way that we dealt with that was through conversation um i i will she as she i talked about access to phones so she can use mine i can use hers so i came across randomly or charging her phone and came across this whatsapp message and i thought and it was aggressive it came from somebody she she's not friends with um Mm -hmm. and you know i asked her i said what's tell me this is an unusual message i'm i'm shocked by where is it's coming where is this coming from then had that conversation I then immediately well screen grabbed it um and then immediately uh got in touch with the school it was after school so I dropped them I dropped them an email and and went straight to the school the following morning to discuss that as a safeguarding issue with their designated safeguarding lead um and I suppose because it can happen on any of those channels again it's that Mm. awareness and that hopefully that openness being able to say to your child if something happens please come and tell me let's talk about it I have got your back I am in your corner we're gonna sort this and it's then being it's gut-wrenching trust me it's Mm -hmm. it's horrible having that feeling and thinking there's somebody out there who has access to my child and is sending them 
you know, in this case, it was, you know, it was violent messages, aggressive yeah. messages. And it was, wow. The first thing you want to do is like, protect your child, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Yeah. Um, but I would say to, to parents to screen grab. And I know that mm-hmm. some of the apps let you know, they let others know that you've taken a screenshot. Yeah. And my opinion is I don't care. <laughs> yeah, because if your if your child has got involved with is involved in a situation that is harmful to them or to others, then it's our job to be able to step in and protect them. Yeah, if we don't do that, then who will? There are many incidents mm-hmm. for whatever reasons. Yeah, that either go unchecked or spiral out of control very quickly, and that end in very sad ways. Yeah. So our that's all we want to do is to protect them, right? To protect mm-hmm. them and to yeah. teach them and guide them. Yeah. Um, and it is not just a responsibility of the parents at that point, but also to don't be afraid of getting the school involved. Yeah. I know a lot of school leaders who are daily they will be coming across incidents to yeah. do with bullying on phones uh on digital devices on social channels um this isn't going to go away no but the job of responsibility lies with us as the parents and and in conjunction with the school as well doing mm-hmm. their you know they're doing their safety checks and safety talks and conversational pieces and it's us at home as parents reinforcing that as well yeah um but i would also say a lot of those channels though have got very good um, features in place and tools for you to report and to block yes, um, yeah. people that you don't want to have conversing with your child. Um, it's, it, I think they're getting better and better at reporting abusive or um, uh, bullying messages as well. A lot of them have got really great tools, um, mm-hmm. sort of like on their desktop versions as well. Insta- Instagram. I th- even though they've got a lot of features and some of which can be a little bit tricky to find, they, I feel as though, are doing a very good job of trying to get um, that conversational piece um, in, a, in a good place with parents and letting parents know where those controls are, how they can better help their the mental health and, and yeah. safety of their child as well. So take a look on um, uh, Instagram's parental controls on a desktop I feel as though that that's a really good space yeah. to kind of like look okay um and it's so hard isn't it like it, I, I just I because we use it ourselves and I think you always just think oh it's fine but then when children are then using it it's it's about like we've kind of discussed it's that appropriate use isn't it and setting Mm. those boundaries those foundations from the start then kind of build that don't they and I see so many children on social media like you know friends children family children like you, you see them pop up don't you and they're on social media from such a young age and it I some of the things I see it worries me that them boundaries maybe aren't in place and that mm. parents aren't even seeing stuff and to the child it's obviously harmless um but as an adult, 
that's it and you always just think it won't happen to us um and I know of a couple of people in circumstances and it has happened um and another thing I just just popped onto in my brain um is like about um something that I'm really funny about because of the nature of what I do online um is like location um Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and there's actually um it popped up on TikTok yesterday and there's someone on TikTok and she um people will say oh can you find me and it's Mm -hmm. like they think that their um, profile is pretty locked down and she'll go on the profile and within however long she has exactly where they live um just from pictures and stuff so Mm -hmm. I kind of I guess just want to highlight um, and get your thoughts on, you know, you always think that, because it, it made me think, like, I try and be, keep, like, stuff that I put public fairly private, but then mm. it made me think, like, wow, maybe I'm not keeping us as safe as what I thought I was. I think there's a lot to be, there's a lot there that you just covered. Yes. Uh, in terms of, no, 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 it's all good stuff. Um, so in terms of that reinforcement of boundaries, so continuing having those conversations about what is and what isn't acceptable and what they might come across as well. Because it's very yeah. easy that for us to, as adults, um, with our critical de- uh, thinking development, which l- is lacking um, biologically at, at a much younger age, um, yeah. so our brains are still developing, it's very easy even for us to be able to pop a search term in or look for something or um, click on a reel uh, and then suddenly we're fed similar content because the algorithm doesn't understand us as humans it's simply thinking oh they watch this therefore they must want more of it I will therefore show it more of that sort of stuff and other categories connected to it um so that's why I think the conversational piece is really important um Mm -hmm. and when it comes down to understanding that personal identifiable information that you that your child might be sharing um, yeah. of, in an obvious or non-obvious way, whether that's a uniform, the branding uniform on a blazer mm-hmm. or a jumper, yeah. um, it might be they're just taking a photograph, um, and but you, there's a prominent uh, landmark behind yeah. them or whatever it might be. They don't, they don't, you don't recognise it in the moment. You're just trying to capture the energy and yeah. emotion. Then yeah. um, is to be able to oh. There she is, just about <laughs> cut off my, that was my cat, just about to delete our conversation. Um, I thought that might happen. Um, that's why she's called Mischief. Because she's um, sorry, yeah, just going back to that, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's why as parents, when you're setting up the, the account for your child, is to check those um, default settings for location, is to yeah. be able to um, sit down and look through those settings with them as well yeah. when they're creating a post show them where what might be um uh, exposing them in, in, you know in terms of location or, or, or other um, identifiable information demonstrate how easy it is to overlook things like that and that's okay yeah. it's not their fault you're just making them aware but you're yeah. doing it together mm-hmm. you're helping to educate them and that's important they don't get taught how to use social yeah. media in schools yeah. they teach themselves and they teach and it's peer-to-peer learning yes um so that then in, in itself eight 
I, you know, I love peer-to-peer learning. That's empowering. But also it leaves them very much exposed because yeah. they don't have that critical thinking, that wider life uh, experience. Yeah, yeah. Be able to protect themselves properly. Um, so, yeah, so that's why I think doing that together, getting involved, understanding how do you create a post, what are all the additional features that you might tick inadvertently? How do you ensure mm-hmm. that those default settings are off? And you can only do that if you get involved and are active in those channels yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much to it. Yeah, I hope that helps. That's a, that's a good yeah. starting point. Though, the yeah. Active learning. Um, so I'm just, oh, yeah. So I, I touch on, um, so the, the list of parents' main concerns that I've got, mm. um, obviously I've mentioned bullying, um, other people, which I guess kind of comes into bullying a little bit, but you know, there's a whole thing, isn't there, of different, um, ways that that could be, um, effective. Um, seeing topics are too young for Mm. um so I guess TikTok is quite a um the one that springs to mind for me with that um secrets which we've kind of touched on haven't we it's having that open dialogue isn't it yeah yeah and they may um, well be keeping stuff from you because they're worried about what your reaction will be. They'll get told off that they might have their device taken away from them. They'll be punished somehow, um, regardless of their part in that situation. It's That's why it's still important to be able to say to them, as you would do, reassure them, look, you're not in trouble. I just want to yeah. help. Please tell me I, I'm here. We will get yeah. through this together. Now, internally, you might be raging. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really it's tricky isn't it as a parent to keep a lid on that but you've got you you yeah. have to I always have to watch my face my facial expression yes. yeah. and I'm like right put on you've got to be able to make sure your face is demonstrating or matches yeah. the words coming out of your mouth Ruby so let's be aware of that um so yeah, but it's it, again, it's that open conversation and not keeping those secrets. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. don't you? You know when your child is not quite themselves, mm-hmm. behaving yeah. in a certain way, their, their behaviour is changed, um, their actions tell you a lot more than what they might be saying or yeah. not saying to you. So that's a good opportunity for you to prise open that door gently yeah. and, and get them to talk. Um, and then I think the other one, which I guess is probably one of the ones that, along with bullying, springs to mind straight away, which is grooming. Um, mm. And I actually saw, um, I can't remember, it, it popped up maybe on LinkedIn, um, the National Online, is it National Online Service? So it's a, I, I share their, um, their posts all the time because they mm. do really informative um, like posters of you know like TikTok, Snapchat and it's mm. got like all the information on um oh it's National Online Safety Research sorry and it yeah. said um they'd uh, research from um child Explo- exploitation and online protection center said that one in five children have been approached by an online predator mm. um which is quite that's quite you know like a big one in five yeah um so I guess I kind of just wanted to touch on like 
I mean, we have kind of touched on it already, but have you had a conversation with your child about online safety? Like, I think that's something as parents that we're so frightened of happening that we can tend to forget to have that conversation because we just don't want to acknowledge it. We don't want them to know it happens. But in reality, you need to, like we've said, you need to have those Mm -hmm. conversations in order to keep safe. Right. And it, it's we don't want to have that conversation. It makes us feel uncomfortable. We don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we don't want to open that conversation until we know exactly what to say to them. Yeah. But we can't wait for that perfect moment. Mm-hmm. It has to just happen sooner mm-hmm. rather than later. And then obviously there are different um, approaches to take depending on the age of your child and the exact yeah. you know, the, way that you relay the information but it's saying to them that not everybody out there in the world is as honest as as we are in the family not everyone is going to be showing up as themselves look at the filters that are doing the rounds on the Mm. likes of tiktok the filters that can make you look significantly younger i've seen Mm. loads of videos you've got uh, women kind of my age and I've put a bit of tuning on these apps. They look the age of my daughter. Yeah. And, and do you know that's what? That's scary. something. Oh, sorry. Just while you're on that, because I'll forget. <laughs> um, that's something that, like, I've seen them filters. Me and my youngest daughter, we um, sit and watch, like, TikToks together and stuff. And sometimes we'll try the filters. Mm. And it's a bit of fun. Yes. But that hasn't really crossed my mind that then that could be used in the sense you're saying. So that's a really good point. Yeah. I think, do you know what the really sad thing is? Um, Is that a lot of the features that we get excited about on social channels, video content, filters, uh, stickers, all of that sort of stuff on the, for the majority of people, it is that fun, engaging, educational, entertaining space, but simultaneously there are, people out there who will take full advantage of those in order to groom and sexually exploit our young people and that's where again you're having fun engaging with them using those features and those apps which I think is terrific there's no better learning than doing it together um, and showing the more that empowering our side of of social because it's not all bad it's not all good but then being able to say to them uh, open that conversation around how that could be uh, manipulated by others whose intentions aren't yeah. aren't positive mm-hmm. and it's about and helping to develop their critical thinking in terms of information that might be shared to them um in a way that sort of raises a red flag or con- question yes. mark in their mind and that's and that's apps it's better to uh, err on the side of caution than not if something yeah. doesn't feel right then it then then stop you yeah know, tell somebody about it a trusted adult, you, school teacher, mm-hmm. um, and explore that with them. Yeah. Tell them and let them to sort of help you figure out whether or not that is a genuine uh, request, uh, question, whatever it might be. But it, mm-hmm. it's almost like trying to let them know that not everything that they see is as is. Just like it would be if, even if it's just somebody, say, manipulating um, uh, the so maybe whether or not they've got a tan or you know i yeah, yeah. popping a filter on 
I mean, then then that travels into things like um, adjusting the shape of your body mm-hmm. or removing spots, uh, you know, mm-hmm. taking, you know, having shorter hair, all of those those uh, nuances then start to, to build into other, uh, mm-hmm. could potentially lead down to, to, to other, other ways of thinking that then go ahead, then start to um, affect the mental well-being of your child. Yeah. But unless, again, it's about, like we're saying, that critical thinking, you're doing it together, you're educating them and letting them know how it can be fun, but also how um, others may well take advantage of that situation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and for them to be aware of that. There's yeah. my cat again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, just to kind of like, I guess, some what we've talked about or what would you kind of say is your like your top tips for parents but also then what would your top tips be for the children so you've got the two different sides so what would your top tips for parents be is don't delay the conversation about social media with your child um I'd say start that conversation as early as as you can like I said from yeah three or four especially if you've got older siblings as well they're already engaged in that conversation so you know get them involved start talking and uh start start talking to them so that you've got that open dialogue trusted dialogue it's Mm -hmm. a safe space um I'd also say um start set your family agenda out together do it as a team yeah um, it's not you dictating um it's you're setting it together as a as, as a family and also recognize that probably you'll fall off the wagon <laughs> one or more of you will uh, that's yeah. okay that's life you just reset you acknowledge that together and you reset it um mm-hmm. back onto that um thirdly for parents I'd probably say get involved I know yes. it can be scary yeah. I know it makes you feel uncomfortable I know you'll probably always want to find the answers out before you um, kind of like uh, let them loose or, or have that conversation, but don't, don't wait. Just, just get yeah. stuck in, use the platforms together and go slowly yeah. as well. Yeah. You're the parent at the end. I know they'll put a pressure on it, but we've heard it all, haven't we? That's why they're having those conversations. And unfortunately you have to, you, you, you may well have to just say to them, well, it's not, at the moment, I'm not comfortable you being on it. Let's review it again in a you know yeah. in, in a few months. Let's review it in the, during the summer holidays, um, yeah. you know, at Christmas. Mm-hmm. So stay strong, parents. Stay strong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think for for young people, it is um, for young people. It's I would say. If you haven't yet had that conversation with your parents about social media or you're worried about what they might say, you have to trust in the fact that they're your parents and they want the best for you. Just Mm -hmm. initiate a chat. Just have a chat with your parents. Even if that's just telling them who you followed and why you find them amazing and inspiring. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondly, I'd say related to that is if or when you come across something that makes you feel upset or concerns you or you feel deep down you know that's not right please tell a trusted adult 
whether that's uh, somebody at school and they'll all know who their safeguarding lead is. That's the one thing when I go into schools, every child knows who to go and talk to, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Go and tell that teacher um, or tell uh, or tell your parents mm-hmm. and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of doing that. You're not in trouble. They're there to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the third one is, would probably be, to um use use the world of social media to be kind to inspire mm-hmm. to empower your friends and your community yeah. on there because the more that young people do that the more the discourse um uh, changes for them and for their generation yeah. So just be kind. Be kind yeah. to people online. Mm-hmm. I've got two. So I've just got two things off what you've said there, and I just kind of want to touch there what you've said for young people online. And I think the thing is, we often perceive it as negative, and it's not. It it can be an amazing place and social media has opened up so much creativity for people Um, and it's given all sorts of different avenues to be creative that I think if used in the right way and the way that you feel is right for you and appropriately it can be amazing Um, absolutely and the other thing was off your top tips for parents I think when our children get to preteen teenage we kind of see them start to drift away from us a lot and they mm. you know they're really coming into their own and they're, they're finding their own friends and going off out on their own and stuff aren't they right. and it can be quite hard to connect with them mm. it's like when you said you know do it together look um even finding out who who they follow together that yeah. could be such a huge tool in in keeping that connection with them yeah, yeah. um and that's something I'd not really thought of. Connection's a big one for me, um, but that's something that I'd not really yeah. thought of in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be something as simple as, like we were talking about before, programmes that you've watched together and yeah. actors that you're inspired by and want to know more about their life. I mean, we all yeah. used to do that anyway, but we'd get it yeah. in magazine <laughs> format, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then we put a poster up on the, on the wall and you know everything about them. You yeah. can do that <laughs> together. But also I think mm-hmm. there's that reassurance parent parental reassurance to the child to say that you're suddenly not going to try and want to be cool it's just you're doing this together it's not necessarily that you want to try and fit in or be their friend mm-hmm. and it's like don't worry I won't follow them or don't worry you know or, or yeah. reassuring <laughs> them that that person or that moment is theirs and you're not trying to encroach but you're enjoying that together and I yeah think, I think yeah I think that's such a lovely I found that such a lovely thing to do with my with my daughter mm-hmm. but she's at that age where we can watch those American teen drama things together yeah. and get lots of enjoyment and I recognize moments or for instance we've just got uh, we've just finished watching the Gilmore Girls which I watched oh. first time round yeah. <laughs> um, and we're able to converse about the characters we looked at where they were at now um inspired by the 90s and the noughties fashion um so yeah that was it that was a great conversational connection moment like you say yeah and I think that the other thing I suppose that 
um, brings all of those tips and tools that we've talked about during the chat together is, is based on um, my motto, which is you control social media, not the other way around. Yes. And I think just repeating that to yourself mm -hmm. helps to empower you to say the algorithms aren't in charge. You know, the, the, the tools and the features, they're not in charge. You are. You decide to set the pace at which you want you and your child to enter that space. Yeah. You set the pace. You set the barriers. You recognize what the, the, the control tools are. Um, but also you get to decide um, um, that you want to engage in that space in, an, in a fun, inspiring, safe um, yeah. um, kind of like what way. And that, that, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's what you're going to do together. But you control yeah. it, not the other way around. Amazing. Um, so just lastly, to finish, is there anything else that you think parents need to know about? Um, their children being on social media or parenting and social media um gosh we've already we've covered so much haven't we yeah. um, maybe I should have said maybe I should have said that you control social media for this point your question I say no just uh, just everything we've talked about and just keep those lines of communication open amazing because it's not well, a thank you very of, much. Uh, sorry. Oh, sorry I was going to say it's, no, not it's a matter of when they're going to need mm -hmm. you. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me. Oh, yes, thank it's you great for having to have me you. on the show. I hope your parents mm -hmm. uh, uh, find it find it of use and valuable. Yes, thank you. I'm sure they will. That's been. I feel like that's been um, a really great episode. It's full of full of tips and information there. I know it's been helpful for me, so um, I'm sure it will be helpful for all of the listeners too. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And just as a final note from me, I want to just read you something that I saw um, a couple of weeks ago now and I, I shared on my Facebook page. Um, unfortunately, I don't know who wrote this to credit it, um, but here we go. Imagine something embarrassing happened to you at school when you were in the seventh grade. Everyone laughed and it was awful and you were mortified. Then a few weeks passed and everyone found new things to laugh about and they moved on. You didn't forget how embarrassed you were, but you could move on too. Now imagine you did something embarrassing in the seventh grade and everyone laughed and it was awful, but someone also caught it on Snapchat and turned it into a meme and a TikTok and everyone in school saw it and took a screenshot of it and spread it further and you couldn't get away from it and no one forgot and you couldn't either and people were still resharing it months later. Just sit there and imagine it for a minute. Kids aren't ready for social media. It starts with us parents.